Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Lola Pickett. Lola, you're the CEO of lolapickett.com, and that's L-O-L-A-P-I-C-K-E-T-T, two T's.com. Lola, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I'm excited about this conversation. So Lola, um, you practice transformational coaching for empaths and highly sensitive people. Uh, and I got to tell you, I'm going to raise my hand. Uh, someone may or may not believe it, but that absolutely is me. And, and I can share it from my perspective. And then I'd love to hear your take on it. Um, and I don't know that everybody is like this, but you know, you and I were talking beforehand um, when there is um, you know, when, when there are difficult situations, like for example, you know, the, 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 the really terrible situations we've had with race this year, when I see that and I see all of the animosity and I see the anger and the rage, and even though it's in many cases, it might be rightly placed. Um, it's still, it's so, um, heavy, for me to experience that. And I feel, and I feel that empathy um, for that anger. Um, but, but, you know, you know, that, and, you know, maybe it was a combination of some other things, but I really, as that stuff was going on, like, and I had, uh, you know, someone who was a dear friend of mine made a pretty dumb mistake with, with his own language and, and he suffered for it. And, um, you know, but I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for the people that were feeling all of this, you know, all this strong emotion. And it put, I felt, I absolutely, it affected my emotional level, my emotional state. And I mean, I would absolutely classify it as depression for a good week and a half, two weeks. Um, and, 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 and is that, I mean, how would you diagnose me? I know not as a, not necessarily as a therapist. My wife is a family therapist. So she already like, yeah, no, you're definitely feeling depression. And it was generalized depression, you know, depression where it's just like, it's just sitting with me. And it's just like, I can't shake this. This sucks. It does. It does suck. And I would say that is a pretty typical empathic reaction to cultural unrest and, you know, the rest of the things that are going on, which is, you know, building on top of the pandemic and running a business and trying to figure out how you're going to show up for that and your family. And so being empathic and being an entrepreneur means that you've got to be able to hold your yourself emotionally, feeling all the things because you're designed to do that, but at the same time, developing resilience so that you can still show up for your relationships, for your commitments, for your impact, you know, for your purpose, because we can't, have the luxury of disengaging from the requirements of our lives because we feel uncomfortable, because we feel so much. And I find that a lot with my community that it can tend to become this reason or justification not to participate fully in life because things are so overwhelming. And 
we can't afford to do that. Um, and it's, it doesn't really do anybody any good if we stay in that mode of, I don't know what to do. I'm in my fight, flight, freeze, or fawn responses. My nervous system is acting up. Um, we've got to develop the emotional, energetic, mental, physical resiliency so that we can show up for life. Um, I don't think it's going to get easier out there. You know, I really don't. And yeah. it's not going to lessen the intensity because we are addressing some very important questions right now as, as a society. So, you know, if we're here for it, we were born for these times, obviously, or we, would, we wouldn't be here. Um, how do we support ourselves through it so that we can still be present in our lives, you know, which is what is asked of us. And that's really what I'm yeah. here to, to support. I want the yeah. empath of the world to be successful. You know, this is really important. And, and you know, I, I was thinking about this and I did have the time to be a little self-reflective, you know, during this time. And I'm like, you know, yeah. this impacts my ability to show up. And if we are truly, think about professional athletes, for example, and, um, you know, to, to truly be, the best in the world. I think it's, you know, at a particular sport, it's not out of the realm of possibility for many, for many athletes to get 80% of the way there. It's, and it's that final 10, 15% that, that take you from competency and even, you know, truly being a super high level in your field. It's now we start getting into that final you know, that final 10 yards or whatever of that mm -hmm. journey to, to truly mastering something and being the best at what you do. It's, it's that being that master of, of those certain few things are what people are counting on. I mean, and that's, you know, in my line of work, in, in what I do, I have to be, um, you know, one of the best at doing what I do. Otherwise, they can commoditize me and they can go to anyone if I'm exactly. just a general. So, it's really important. I share that because it's critical that we are playing at our best, in my opinion. Um, it's yeah. not that we shouldn't beat ourselves up if we're not, you know, no. but we should always be aspiring to be and provide for our audiences what, what they can't get from anywhere else. So, you know, I know, you know, I've uh, been some Tony Robbins events and that sort of thing. It'll talk about, you know, 90% of the success or failure comes down to the psychology of the business owner. And if, you know, she or he is not playing at their optimal best, it just, there are consequences to that. And so mm -hmm. I, I thought I'd share that. And, and I don't know what your take on that is. Yeah, you know, and I think I think there's an important differentiation to make as well between like mental toughness, which is what a lot of athletes are taught and a lot of what, you know, high-level entrepreneurs are kind of trying to create for themselves. For an empath, that's not going to work because we aren't designed to be um, armored up. We are designed to be soft and, and to allow life to move us. And so when we armor up, it's actually this false mechanism of protection and kind of like distancing that we create for ourselves to make it safer to engage with life, but it doesn't feel good and it ends up becoming a toxic pattern. So resilience, how I look at it and what I teach is not toughness. Resilience is essentially feeling equipped, feeling self-confident, and that self-confidence doesn't come from already knowing what to do and already being good at things. It comes from having the the courage to face unfamiliar territories, to move in unfamiliar ways, to pattern your responses in a different way from what you've been habituated to for, the, wow. for your whole life. So 
we're not talking mental toughness here. We're talking mental resiliency, which is basically courageous choices, being able to make decisions in your life that aren't um, reactive, that are responsive, that are coming from a place of intuition and from deep self-trust. And, and this means you have to be connected to yourself. You have to know yourself. You can't have self-trust if you're only paying attention to everybody else and not yourself, which is one of the empath's um, primary patterns. So we really yeah. can go deep into that. If, Lola, let's say that I have a very difficult situation that comes up and, and someone's just, you know, it, to me, it feels like they're just resonating at a, you know, at a level of, um, you know, even just like people that, you know, I can feel like their energy, like it's a scarcity energy. It's a, it's a really negative impatient or something like that. Like I feel it. And then it kind of like, like, I mean, what do I do when when (laughs) I feel that? Cause then it's like, oh, it does. And then it's like for the next you know, 30 minutes to an hour or whatever, like, you know, my wife will ask me what's wrong and, yeah. and I don't necessarily know or remember always, but it's yeah. just something I kind of picked up and it's just like, Ugh. The minute that you are aware that you've probably picked something up from someone, or even if it isn't something you picked up, even if it's something that's coming from inside of you, um, you need to ask yourself, what do I need right now? And who am I being right now? These are two questions that a lot of empathic folks don't ever ask themselves because they're not used to attending to their own needs. They're not used mm. to turning their attention inward. It feels selfish to them. It feels narcissistic. Right. It's actually the opposite of that. Um, because if you're not full of yourself, if you're not attending to yourself, who is, right? <laughs> Who's in there? Who else? Who else's voices have you internalized? So to ask yourself, who am I being, can provide some very instantaneous feedback about whether you are in integrity with yourself, whether you're in alignment with yourself, whether you're showing up as the person that you know deep inside you need to be. And that person has needs. You know, what are those needs? It could be as simple as, you know what, I really need to drink a water right now to help kind of like hydrate my internal space. I need to Mm. go for a walk. I need to take a deep breath. I need to take a break, get away from the screen. Um, those needs are, are simple but really important and they can help you reset very, very quickly when you've noticed that something's just off. Yeah, so, um, okay, I'm loving this uh, <laughs> because I think what you said there, and, and I recognize that there's probably some people that will hear me say this and, and hear what you just said and, and like, what, really? And then there are other people like, oh yeah. Like what right. you said that it feels selfish of me to be, to ask for what I need. Um, I, I completely resonate. I, that like, um, you know, my, my dear wife is a wonderful support for me, but I feel that if I show her my weakness, that I'm not being for her what I'm supposed to be, right? right? I'm supposed to be a rock for her sort of thing. So, Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've internalized all of these boxes that we try to limit ourselves to or fit into. We puzzle piece ourselves into societal programming, expectations, messaging around gender identity, 
um, even like how you're supposed to be as a leader in an entrepreneurial space, that can become a very limiting box that prevents us from, from attending to ourselves properly, from caring for ourselves properly. And, you know, I will say it is okay to have needs. Having needs doesn't make you a needy person. It just makes you honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so let's say that, um, okay. So, so two questions, what do I need right now? Who am I being? And I think that that really helps us. And I think it's, it's, um, what, what is the, the word I'm thinking of immediacy? Like we're, we're, we're aware of what's, and that awareness of what's going on rather than being unconscious to, uh, I think that sometimes people can say, um, so I am depressed and they just accept that, that that's just the way that I am right now. Um, but I think that that awareness gives us, and you're, you're not saying it's, it's, it's not putting, I'm sorry, Lola, help me understand that one more time. Yeah. Cause you said it's, it's not about being more resilient, right? Or it's it is. It's not about being or, tough. It's about tough, being resilient. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, which means that what you is, feel what like does resilient mean? Is it, yeah. What does resilient mean as opposed to being tough? What's the difference? Well, to me, resiliency means feeling equipped, feeling like you have tools that you can rely on, that you can trust yourself in your decisions, that you um, can take a leap of faith in your life. And that's not about being tough. It's not about muscling through or like fighting our way to the top. It's really about ultimate presence and deep, deep, deep faith, not only in yourself, but in, in life, you know, in nature, in the divine, if you want to believe in something like that. You don't have to have a belief system or a spiritual faith, but if you don't trust yourself, you will try to armor your way and muscle your oh, way yeah. through and you will exhaust yourself in the process. And for us as empathic folks, this is why a lot of traditional kind of business advice falls flat for us because it's saying things like, we'll feel the fear and do it anyway. And for us, that's not going to function so well. What we need to understand is how to work with our fear. How do we partner with our fear? How do we listen to our fear? How do we choose and discern what fear is beneficial and what fear is, is not? You know, there's just as much pain associated with stagnation and self-abandonment as there is with growth and self-expression. Can we lean into the discomfort and the fears associated with growth and self-expression instead? So in my case where I'm just feeling this generalized depression um, yeah. and it's day after day and I, I pretty much like maybe I don't know what's triggering it or maybe yeah. I do. Maybe I'm like, you know, like I remember so we live in Orlando and when the pulse shooting happened, oh, I felt so bad. I mean, day after, I mean, I'm crying like right now, yeah. um, you know, when you have that, that, that violation that happens in your space and and it feels so offensive and and it um it i really that i had no idea that that would impact me like it did um when it happened um and i didn't even have you know i i had a, a friend who had a relative who was one of the victims um so it wasn't even though it wasn't like i lost my son or daughter or something when that happened but even that, just because it, it, it happened in my community, what do, what, I mean, I can ask myself, what do I need right now? But I'm like, I, I need I to, I don't know. Yeah. What, what yeah. happens when the answer is, I don't know. 
Yeah. I love this question because I think one thing that is a disservice to us as humans is the need to um, to avoid feeling moved by pain and to like feel like it's not okay to to be activated by these kinds of experiences or rush to mm. you know heal from or get over this initial response. And I think that what is healthiest is taking some time, you know, at first as things happen like this, which continue to happen. And I want us to continue to feel the grief. I want us to continue to let it in, let it, let it move us because this is what we can build something real on. You know, if we're wanting to create a different world where this kind of thing doesn't happen, we've got to first be with the truth of how harmful it is. And that's hard. Um, it's hard and it's uncomfortable. And as empaths, we're going to feel it that much more deeply because of the way our nervous systems are wired. And you're right. At the beginning, you said, I don't know that everybody is like this and everybody's not. You know, mm. um, as empaths, we're also highly sensitive people and highly sensitive people from what the current research shows are only 20% of the population. So not oh, wow. everybody's going to feel it as deeply. We're meant and designed to feel it deeply. And then... How do we let it move us into a way of being? What is this teaching you about who you want to be? You know, like if you can't answer the question, what do I need right now in the moment? All right, let yourself feel it. Let yourself feel it fully. Don't armor up against it or close down against it because that is what will end up creating even more depression to begin with. How mm. do we let it fully move through our bodies? How do we name what it is that we're feeling? You know, naming... Somebody said, and I, I'll have to look it up and send you the name. Somebody said, if we name our emotions, we tame our emotions. And even just mm -hmm. saying, I'm really depressed by this, you know, instead of just pretending like I'm fine, I've got this, nothing's wrong, yeah. I'm moving through, the more honest we can be with ourselves and really get curious about what is it that I'm feeling and where in my body am I feeling it, then we can begin to nurture and support ourselves. And there are ways we can support the nervous system when we don't have clarity around our needs, when we're procrastinating, when we're unable to focus, when something like this has happened to help us regain our presence, which is where our power is. And I can teach yeah. that to you. If there's a very simple reset that we can do for the vagus nerve. Let's, um, yes, let's do this. It's applicable all kinds of different situations, right? So this is something that is best done laying down flat on the ground without a pillow, but you can do it seated as well. So we'll do this version of it. Okay. So you ready? Okay, sounds good. If you're driving a car, pull over, yeah, ease don't the do seat this back. Right <laughs> <laughs> don't do this while driving. <laughs> no, but it will leave you more alert and not kind of like woozy as some, some of these things can do. So right. okay, great, this, right. is, this is a good one to do. So what you're going to do first is you're going to cradle the back of your head with both of your hands with your fingers interlaced. So this like mm -hmm. is what my fingers look like. Mm -hmm. And you can just cradle it and you'll, you'll feel that place. It's the occipital lobe of your head where you've got yeah. that little like cradle spot. So yeah. you're going to do that and sit up as straight as possible if you're going to do this seated. And what you are going to do is look straight ahead and without moving your face or your neck or your body, you're going to move only your eyes to the right. So you're going to look to the right and you're going to look as far to the right as you can. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable potentially. And you're going to keep holding this position, which is a little awkward, until you feel some sort of release or response. And you'll feel like either your breath deepens or your shoulders will drop. 
Sometimes a sigh will come out. And you wait until you get that signal from your body. And when you do, you're going to look straight ahead again and then look to the left in the same way. And you'll feel that same kind of release. And you just wait for it. It is easier to do laying down to feel that release because you're more relaxed. You'll feel it. And then what you'll notice when your nervous system is supported and regulated, what you'll notice is that you're physically calm. Your pupils are at a nice dilation point. They're not pinpoints. They're not overly dilated. When we're stressed, our pupils dilate because we're trying to take in as much information as possible about where our threats are. And when we're stressed, most of us are stressed all day long, we're going into this state of constant reactivity to the threat, which keeps us from being able to focus. So as an entrepreneur, if you're finding yourself like, I can't sit here and, and write my web copy. I can't just like sit here and do this task. I can't seem to get focused. I keep procrastinating or putting things off or just multitasking. Doing this reset can actually help you physiologically focus because you're eye dilation will go back down. You're not going to be looking for threats. You're going to feel socially safe and accepted. And so you can show up for the things that are being asked of you, no matter what is going on out there, because there's always going to be something. Lola, I'm on your website right now, lolapickett.com with two T's. And if someone's like, okay, I love what Lola has been talking about. By the way, my eyes feel a little, you know, that little stretching yeah, uh, right? exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get it. That's pretty cool. I'll have to try it lying down. Uh, if I'm on your website right now, um, where, where would I go? You have a lot to offer. Uh, where would be a great place for someone to begin or continue their journey with you? Probably the best place to start. There's two. One would be to take my empath quiz. So if you go to lolapickett.com slash quiz, I have a little fun, fun psychological quiz that'll teach you what kind of empath you are because it's not just a, an on-off switch. If you're an empath, there are more nuances available to you, more information available to you about how those gifts show up and what kind of kryptonite and superpowers you're dealing with so that you can make more empowered decision in your daily life. So lolapickett.com slash quiz will get you to that and you'll get more information when you give our e- your email address to us. And then if you want to connect more deeply with how being an empath shows up in your life and in your business, your bank account, all these different aspects of our lives, go to my podcast. Um, Empath to Power is the name of my show. And we have 63 episodes out now and we're just still getting started. But having huge, huge feedback on the impact of what our interview guests and just the content of that show has for empathic folks that are looking to have a bit of a different conversation about sensitivity. Wow. Uh, Beyond your podcast, you also, just for someone who, let's say that they're like, oh no, like I want to dive in. And I'm sure that they would learn about this after taking your quiz. Um, But just so folks know, you do have um, at least three courses here. You've got books. Um, do Do you mind sharing just a little bit about that? 
Yeah, our foundational course is really the best place to go deeper with us, especially in mm -hmm. this vein of teaching. That's called Empathology. And Empathology takes the pathology out of sensitivity and turns it into the study of it. And so we go through the neuroscience of being sensitive, and then we go through the social aspects of resiliency and how does that look in your life. Um, what I'm finding is that a lot of our clients are entrepreneurs because they have found that even with all the marketing training and all of the strategies for their business, they're still not able to uh, exceed their own plateaus. They're not able to quite make it all stick. And it's not a strategy problem at that point. It's a resilience opportunity. And so with resiliency, you actually will have the nervous system strength to see yourself through those areas of growth and unfamiliar territories that you're holding yourself back from unconsciously. So it's it's super powerful work. We go through the content over the course of eight weeks and then folks get lifetime access because it tends to bring up a lot. So we hold space for that on the long term. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and again, I want folks to think about, um, you know, the, what are, it, it's not just that you need, um, you know, a, 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 you know, a coping mechanism, yeah. but think about the inattention or inact, your, your, your inability to process this. What is the cost of that? What is the cost of that to your relationships? What is the cost of this to your business? Um, if, you know, you, like I, you know, feel negative things pretty deeply um, and you aren't able to show up and you show up to key meetings, but, you know, people know, hey, something, like, I've had that, I've experienced that. And normally, you know, I have a pretty bright energy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but occasionally, you know, occasionally I've shown up and, um you know, people can tell it's like, Ooh, something, something's wrong with Josh. He's not normally at his typical, you know, eight, nine or 10 yeah. <laughs> energy level. So I can't, I can't afford to do that too often. So, well, great. Lola Pickett. Thank you so much again. Uh, so you're at lolapickett.com, your podcast. Um, uh, let's see, let me go, empath to power. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can just go in your favorite podcast directory and just search for Empath to Power with Lola. You can see that there. Uh, and by the way, if you are watching the YouTube version of this, I want you to check out Lola's background and her video quality. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's I so much that, fun. You know, again, yeah, where we, you know, again, most most of us, you know, digital business and, you know, an online business, we do so much over video. It's really important to make those investments to looking and sounding great. And Lola, you look and sound great. So you could go well, check thanks. out Lola's video quality, see your background so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Well, Lola Pickett, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I really appreciate all the value that you shared. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. It's been great. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? 
where we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.